With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Right around Australia, SEN Afternoons. For work, lock your carom downs and packing and work where for wherever you work. I will say the text machine has fired on up. I didn't see the race. David Taggart gave us a tip. He walked past. He yelled out, "It's it's a mozza," and apparently it's ran near on last. So I'm gonna I'm gonna apologise on behalf of the captain of SEN Track, David Taggart. You can hit him up at Captain Tags on all his socials and let him know, mate. You got a lift. Uh, he's a star, and he's let us down here. There you go. The tags of selection of Seymour was woeful. It's a monster almost last. Good call from Jerry. It's a monster. My backside tags is bad. All right, I, I'm, I'm going to have to apologise. I have done no form today. I put my absolute faith in David Tag and he's let me down. So to the SEN Afternoon listeners, I am sorry. I'm going to go from one who thinks he's a legend to a guy who is a legend. Of course, not just a legend of cricket and broadcasting, but also of SENZ. Ian Smith's our man. He joins us now. Ian, uh, welcome to SEN here in Melbourne. See, I wish I had, uh, had to join you right now. Instead of being listening to you, I'd be a little less borer. <laughs> Tell you what, it hurts, mate. Isn't it, isn't it wrong when you get a tap on the shoulder from our man David Tag and he gives us a, a best of and he gets beaten 11 lengths? It hurts. So the tipsters are the worst. They're the worst judges, mate. Don't worry <laughs> about that. Hey, uh, first test. Did anything surprise you, Smitty? Did anything surprise me? Not really in terms of the outcome. Um, yeah, I, I look, I, I, um, I went there thinking Australia would win um, and I left there um, very satisfied with the way they went about it. Um, I was pretty surprised actually that Pakistan did succumb. That would be the surprising thing. For 89 in the second innings after the fight they showed in the first innings, I thought they'd take it into the fifth day. Um, but uh, they didn't. I, I don't know how much confidence that, uh, and, and how much pain, hurt it's done to their confidence, but uh, I think they get a, a pitch they might like uh, the look of a wee bit better at the MCG in a few days' time, so maybe they were spooked a wee bit. We talk about competitive test matches and trying to get to five days, and a lot of the listeners of, of this particular show talk about the fact that sometimes it's hard to watch when a team is so dominant. So can, can you, you just touched on it there. Can you, can you give us some hope? Is there signs the competitive Pakistan can, can give a session, win a session, maybe win a day and, and get this to day five at the MCG? Yeah, well, the, the, the secret is to how they negate, negate the Australian quickies, really. I mean, uh, the fact of the matter is that they cause hardship to most batting lineups around the world, and and the way they're bowling at the moment, Cummins and Hazelwood in particular, um, it's quite amazing that just the level of consistency. So they have to come up with a plan to negate them, and and it might, you know, they, they might have to go the way that Imam Al Haq went, and that was just uh, all out su- uh, survival, which isn't very interesting to watch. But what it does give you is a, a bit of a foundation to work from later on. So. But they need to find uh, the ability to bat for a session. If they could perhaps win the toss at the MCG and be none down at lunch, it's a hell of a start, just as Australia were against them in Perth. So whatever they do, they have to do it with a lot more solidity at the top of their order. They have to get runs out of their uh, their star player. Their skipper has to front up. 
Um, and, and uh, of course, Barbara Azan has to front up. So the top four have to do a lot of the scoring for me. And the good news is, regardless of how long the test match goes for, you can watch every ball of every game of the Boxing Day test and BBL Live, ad break free on Fox Cricket, available on KO Sports and Foxtel, and headlined, of course, the tests, our man Ian Smith. Are you surprised or were you surprised by the man of the match in Perth? Interesting one. This, yeah, of course, a bit of debate upstairs, actually. Yes. Um, and I, 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 was, uh, I was pretty much in the David Warner camp, actually, and um, uh, the reason why is I, I just thought that that was the innings that set up the win for Australia. I knew on that pitch that their bowlers would do damage over a period of time. And I just thought if someone on the first day, be it Kawaja, be it, be it Warner, be it Labashain or Smith, someone in the top three or four had got a big score to make sure Australia uh, were in a very safe position, um, I would have thought that was quite quite decisive in the match. So for me, Warner, um, you know, we're, there's some terrific performances, goodness mm-hmm. me. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Mitch Marsh did and he got it in the end, but... He had a terrific all-round match. You can't ask a, a bloke batting at six to do a hell of a lot more than he was able to achieve. So, hey, look, I, I, I didn't, it was no stand-ups at the bar afterwards, I can promise you that, but it was an interesting discussion at the time. Do you think that we sometimes dismiss batsmen who make big scores in, in easy wins? We just simply, and David Warner, but I'm talking more generally as well, you know, four-day test, Australia belt them, David Warner makes the runs, but we as cricket fans or in the media simply just dismiss it as an easy win and it's it's easy to make runs and maybe take a handful of wickets? Oh, you, you might be right, and you might, you might have had on something there in terms of the nature of test cricket because it, traditionally it takes four to five days, and someone does something outstanding on the first day, it may well be eclipsed by someone doing something on the, on the fourth or fifth day because, you know, I mean, if you get six wickets on the first day, is it worth more than getting six, six wickets to wrap up the test match on the last afternoon? I, I don't know. A lot of bowlers would say first innings is huge in a test match. First innings runs are, are massive. Uh, first innings bowling performances are massive as well. Uh, look, maybe we get a bit knee-jerky and, and we forget about what's done on the first morning, the first afternoon when we assess these things. And that might have been the case there because at the time, David, David Warner's uh, his innings was simply superb. And, and it was, you know, as I said, it was, it was the innings that gave Australia the substance to do what they did afterwards. What have you made of the David Warner commentary around opening and, of course, he putting his hand up and and nominating a last test match for him, and there's been so much talk about it, who should come in, should he even be allowed to, or at least, you know, in a situation where he just nominates that he finishes at the SCG. He's, he's quite a, um, a character that divides opinion, uh, cricket fan or, or just a neutral sporting and cricket fan. What do you make of it? Well, you know, he's not everyone's cup of tea um, because of, you know, what what has happened, and we, we all know what has happened in the past, but um, he has set... He is that kind of character. He's an abundant sort of front foot kind of character. Um, maybe when he was saying that, um, he wasn't thinking it was uh, an arrogant or um, a bold statement to make. Maybe he was challenging himself to say, you know, I, 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 that's why I want to say goodbye. Um, and and I, I mean to score runs in the meantime to make sure I do get to say goodbye there. And he's certainly been able to do that. But who knows? I mean, you know, uh, he's not, as I said, not, not every um, Australia thinks um, that, that he's, he's a brilliant player or a brilliant bloke, but what he has been over the years, and his numbers don't lie, been a hell of an opening batsman for Australia over a number of forms of the game, and 
you know, at the moment, because there's no standout, absolute standout replacement, and that's the great debate at the moment, uh, I think it'd be missed. I, I believe, and I've had this conversation a couple of times in the last couple of weeks on air, I, I believe this Australian cricket team is and has been underappreciated for this year. Of course, a, a World Test Championship, a retaining of the Ashes, a, a one-day World Cup against all odds against India, in India after a, a slow preparation, and then a, a belting of Pakistan, which is to be expected, but you can't really be against someone because they're so much better than, than the other opposition. Do you see that? Do you think we appreciate this Australian cricket team enough? No, I don't think you do, actually. Mm. Um, and as an outsider, um, coming in to, to talk about them from time to time, um, I often accuse, get accused at home of being over-praising over of, of, of the Australian cricket team, but I don't I don't forget what they've achieved. Uh, and I, I tell you what, if they, and somehow in the next, uh, well, it's June or July, they win the T20 World Cup. Mm. Uh, that's a lot. They'll have everything in their cabinet at the same time, and uh, what more can you possibly achieve as a team and a team sport and a very competitive team sport as well? Uh, what they achieved in the Cricket World Cup was quite amazing. Um, you know, uh, they weren't were at knife after two games, but they were they looked tired. They looked a bit shabby about everything they did, and I think that was most emphasised by the fielding. They'd be the first to admit that. Uh, and something kicked them into gear. A performance uh, in luck now kicked them into gear. And everyone, everyone in that commentary box that night that I was working in, non-Australians as well, and everyone I joined up with afterwards said, hello, uh, that might be the turning point. And it certainly was. And when it got to the final, I don't think anyone else in the world could have snuffed India out the way that they did. They outthought them, outplayed them, they out-occasioned them, and they ruined their day. And they ruined the party of a, of a hell of a lot of people, um, but it didn't worry them in the, in the slightest. They, they're, they're the best cricket team in the world. Um, look, I, I, I'm happy to be quoted on that because what they've got stashed away proves it. When they win the biggest tournaments, and they retain what is the biggest thing in cricket, and then of course they do the Ashes, which is the biggest thing in our eyes. It's it's very hard to argue that at all. Just quickly, changing pace. What do you make of Kiwi cricket? How, how do you see New Zealand cricket currently? Crossroads. Uh, need a bolt. We need uh, to find some bowlers. Um, you know, our Saudi bolt combination, which is great for us over the years, is, is broken up a wee bit now and, you know, they're both a little bit long in the tooth and I hope that motivates them. Uh, we need to need to find a bowling attack, really, to be competitive on a daily basis. And we have to play Rutch and Ravindra in Test Cricket, for God's sake. Is that guy not good enough to make our top six? I've argued this to... I've run out of lager at home and I'll probably argue it till I run out of lager over here. It is just the most ridiculous thing in my mind that Russian Dravindra, who is one of the hottest properties in the World Cup, isn't good enough to make our test team. That baffles me. That uh, baffles me. Again, hard to argue. I'll ask you this last one. I've sort of had an idea. Australian domestic leagues in all sports has a New Zealand flavour in, in, in most of the sports, but the Big Bash doesn't. Do, do you think it would uh, help the Big Bash, and do you think it would help New Zealand short-format cricket if, if New Zealand had a team in our BBL? No, I don't think so. I, I, I'm not sure our teams would be good enough. To be yeah. honest, we'd have to have a lot of we'd have to have a lot of Australian um, injection and overseas player injection into our uh, domestic sides as they stand at the moment to be competitive. And the last thing you want to do is when you enter a competition is uh, to not be competitive. It takes time. I understand with the NRL and that it takes time to get up to speed. But in, in all honesty, uh, I, I think. Uh, we would like selected players to come over and get more experience, but I, I don't think we've got a franchise at the moment 
uh, that could fit the bill over here. Well said. As always, Ian, appreciate your time, mate. I know you've got a million things on, uh, and, of course, at a busy time of year when it comes to Christmas. So thank you for giving us a, a couple of minutes. We look forward to uh, hearing more of you on Fox Cricket over the uh, the summer, but also SENZ next year, mate. Looking forward to you being back in the chair. My pleasure, mate. Uh, I've got to go and buy Mark Howard a muzzle for Christmas. You know what size he is? <laughs> I think he's probably an extra large, to be fair. <laughs> extra large. Okay, I'll get a three XL. <laughs> Beautifully done. Fox Cricket's Ian Smith uh, joining us on SEN Afternoons. Watch every ball of every game of the Boxing Day Test and the Big Bash Live. It's ad break free on Fox Cricket. It's available on KO Sports and Foxtel. Just quickly before the break, Paul Hazel will be about to join me. Uh, 40 Wings Temper Tech. Steve says, I wish people would stop applauding the retaining of the Ashes. You came with draw. You didn't win. Don't cheer on my time in the AFL. Don't, don't, I'm assuming don't cheer on my team in the AFL when they come and draw. Look, I understand what you're saying, Steve, but it's a much different thing in the world. And I know, you, Steve, I know you absolutely understand how cricket works. And the fact is, the Ashes, who holds it, only has to draw to retain it, and you go around it in a particular way. And they went over there and retained it, which was the goal, which I think a lot of people have absolutely lost sight of. A quick break. Paul Hazelby over in the West next.